everyday witches emerge from the shadows of secrecy. Broom closets are flinging open and witches are taking flight. Whether you are hiding in your cozy closet or flying with pride, stay for a spell as witch casting with Theodora Pendragon and her guests share magical moments, stir the cauldron and debunk misinformation and misconceptions about paganism, witches and our wonderful world of magic. I'm your host, Theodora Pendragon. I have a special guest who is returning again, and that is Safriana. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you so much. This was such a fun conversation we had last time, and I could not wait to have the opportunity to get back on with you. So thank you so much. Well, thank you for sending me the email, and you have something special to share that you have not shared with anybody yet. I have not. Oh my gosh, I haven't talked about this offer yet. I got so clear. So gosh, even when was our conversation last? I feel like I was in the midst of my retirement. I was in the middle of the the transformation, the alchemy from my therapist self. Before we talk about what you've never talked about, <laughs> for those who have not heard your last episode, Tell us a little bit about yourself so they have a little background. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Safriana Luna, and I go by the moniker The Queer Spirit Guide. That is my full embodied identity in the world now that I have retired from being a trauma therapist, a sex therapist, and a public educator, uh, and said, you know, yes to me and yes to stepping into my fullness. So I have been in the mental health and education fields in the public sector for, you know, over two decades of my life, and I have a officially broken free, as it were, uh, from sort of the shackles of society and said that I'm going to be fully me in all that I do. And so I'm just so excited because I got really clear. I, I connected with my soul. I actually went out. I was on the porch listening to uplifting music with my headphones on, dancing, had a notebook there on the railing, and I just asked spirit or source or my higher self, what am I meant to do? And how am I going to impact people in the most significant way that I can, in the most concentrated, high value way I can? And Soul Sugar came in. And so Soul Sugar is this offer that I have not, I have not spoken about anywhere yet. And it is the culmination of everything that I am, everything that I have to offer as a healer, as a mentor, as a guide, as a teacher <laughs> in basically taking, you know, again, like an advanced degree in community mental health, you know, a very successful career as a therapist, as well as a healer and kind of titrating it all together in a potent way that I can directly impact people one-on-one. -on -one. And Soul Sugar is a coaching program? 
It is. Yes, it is a transformational coaching program. I call it the sweet and sacred one-on-one offering for guided self-mastery because you are the master of your life and you have all the answers inside of you. But, you know, there's these other models, even therapy. Therapy is trying to get you to the answers inside of you. It is. Like, that's ultimately the purpose. Um, But this is guided because I am meeting you 100% of the way for three months. I am like there by your side (laughs) as we dive into the shadows, as we peel back the layers of your conditioning, your patterns, and we just like do the work real time. Uh, it's, It's sort of like deep shadow work on steroids, if I'm being honest. <laughs> it's not for the faint of heart, but it is massively transformative. You said you're going to be right there all the way. So this is not an online course that someone just logs into and is self-directed. Yeah, this is my, you know, I offer courses, I offer eBooks, like we are constantly my brand living Luna, um, that I am the CEO of, we are constantly putting out content for people to digest completely free. In fact, I just read today live, my chapter becoming the butterfly, which literally tells my life story of, of how I got to where I was. And I'm like, yeah, you could go buy this, but I'm just going to give this to you for free. Because ultimately, my goal is to help as many people as I can. But where we really see the transformation happen, and this is, I have lived this, <laughs> I have lived this and I'm not, I'm not making this up. When we invest in ourselves in a, I like to call it an intentionally sourced way, right? Where you're intentionally choosing to have an experience. So maybe we sign up with a coach or I, you know, I've gone back to therapy after graduating from ongoing therapy. I'll go back for like three months at a time or something because I need that potent zhuzh, right? I need to like get myself back up on my feet because there's a challenge in the way or something. This is that program. I am there every step of the way with you because I am leveraging all of my experience from my many careers and studies to help see where the gaps are in in what's going on in in you. I use my seasons framework. So I developed my seasons framework when I was still a therapist, but I'm really applying this this seasons framework in this program and that's getting to know your stories, getting to know your energy, having an accountability buddy to take aligned actions with you. So I'm literally there in your DMs for this 3 months going, "Hey, you know, whatever, however you need it. Some people want that like once a week check-in. Some people want it every day. Hey, can I have this, you know, just pep talk. It's what I love about this program is it's completely one, one of a kind. I don't even have like a static price tag on it. It's a starting at, because when I meet with you, I'm going to ask you, do you want that one-on-one like daily check-in? Cause I can do that right? And the the exchange is going to be a little bit higher for that, but that's what you need versus if you're like, yeah, I just really want to be able to check in with you once a week. And then we have our hour long sessions and this and that, like we get to create something together, but regardless, I'm there helping you take aligned actions. I'm leveraging my very unique perspective on rhythm. I have a, the human design rhythm gate and I very intimately feel uh, the rhythm of the planet. 
in ways that I'm sure we could have like a whole episode, just me talking about how I feel the vibration of the planet, but (laughs) we get to know your season of life and how you are impacted by where you live and, you know, what's going on with daylight savings time. And do you have allergies and did you have a trauma that took place in summer and every summer you tank out, right? This is what a lot of my clients have really, we get into and no one's ever asked them that before. But the, the fun is that we take ownership in this program, right? Because to really get into the soul level, you have to take ownership of who you are and what you're contributing to your situation. And that's where you have me lovingly there to gently coax you to see that, right? (laughs) Which is hard sometimes, but I do it in a non-judgmental way because I've lived it. That's what I share in my chapter becoming the butterfly is like, I've lived this healing and I know how messy it is. And if you don't know me, you know, again, the queer spirit guide, I'm literally like the flag person for we're all different. When I say queer, you know, queer meant different and we're all different. So I want you to take ownership of your differences. And then we get to know your needs and how you self-care. And so that's like the, the season's framework in a nutshell, but we're really getting to know you on like a fundamental building blocks level in this program so that at the end of this three months, you are more self-aware than you have ever been in your life. And you actually have almost this blueprint for success for yourself. How is this different from therapy, like the therapy you've done with your patients? Oh, that's such a good question. You know, one of my mentors, Kayla Jetta, she described the difference between coaching and therapy as therapy is when you're in the basement and you're trying to get to the first floor of the house. And it's funny that she uses that metaphor because I often with my therapy clients would be like, look, you're having a meltdown because you were up here on the first floor of the house with all of the shadow shit shoved in boxes, shoe boxes in the basement. And the basement got too full and it's flooding out now. And you're like (laughs) in over your head. That's therapy. Coaching, you're already on the the first floor and you're feeling pretty good, but you want to go upstairs to the second floor where you've got all of your like luxury amenities. You know, you've got your comfy bedroom and like your perfect bathroom and your little library. Like you want to get to that next level. So coaching, I'm helping you get to your next level in as short a period of time as I, with all of my experience, know that I can do if you're meeting me equally. And that's, that's very key. In the therapeutic relationship, there's this power dynamic. I could spend hours talking about all of the intricacies of being a therapist and the ethics. I was a really good therapist. Like, I have no problem admitting that. I, <laughs> I, I try to be really humble and I try to own my stuff. And I'm re- I, I really have a hard time owning when I'm good at something. So I've worked on this, but I was a good therapist. Like I had really good client feedback, client results, et cetera. But it was, you know, three years of ongoing work usually to, to really get there because the clients are seeing me once a week, usually sometimes every two weeks, and the occasional client would see me twice a week. That's maximum involvement, really. There's no accountability check-ins between sessions. And when I'm in the therapy room, I'm considered the expert, and I am diagnosing them and applying medical terms to them, which always felt a little off for me, because I understand that we are all a product of life and trauma. (laughs) And 
we can clinicalize trauma, but we don't do a very good job of it. And we all experience anxiety. We all experience depression. That's actually a normal part of our nervous system being able to regulate itself. So it just felt totally out of whack for me to have to diagnose people, to not be able to, you know, oh, I saw this bird meme. And this reminds me, I I would give my clients little nicknames. This reminds me of bird mom. Man, I wish I could go send bird mom this, this bird meme. And like I could if I could keep it completely clinical and medical. But then if I didn't, you know, I'm crossing this line into, oh, are we friends now? You know, and that's like completely not ethical um, if you're actually doing therapy as therapy is as a medical service. Now, I'm not going to lie and say I didn't blur some lines eventually, right? As I was like, this doesn't feel right to me. And I'd send that meme via email or I'd respond to an email they sent me with some words of encouragement, right? Like starting to kind of stretch that support. But then I was like, okay, now we're starting to blur some lines. And eventually this is going to cause me burnout, one, because I'm not being compensated for all of the times in between that I'm sending you messages. And if I'm really, truly going to uphold the ethical standards, I need to give this same level of treatment to every single client. And like, as a therapist, you're going to have some clients that would absolutely be emailing you every two seconds if they knew that that was an option. (laughs) Right? So I had to be like, no one can send me emails. Emails are only for scheduling, you know, scheduling problems. Because I knew. (laughs) I'm a therapist too, so I can relate. Mm Mm-hmm. And another thing about the therapy relationship is the patient is the one doing all the sharing, divulging, and they don't know anything about us and they really shouldn't. And it is kind of awkward because I don't share unless I feel it's therapeutically beneficial. Right. But I remember I had a patient who actually admitted that she was cyber stalking me. She knew where I lived. She saw all kinds of pictures on social media. Uh, She saw that I ran races and that I was drinking beer and just all kinds of stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And I asked her why she was so interested in knowing about my life. And she said, because I don't know anything about you. Yes. It makes sense. Mm -hmm. So with the soul sugar, How is that different as far as your role in sharing with the person? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm intimately aware with therapeutic self-disclosure and and kind of when it's appropriate. And I I had many great moments like that as a therapist where I'd say, I just want you to know we share lived experience. Like that's (laughs) that's about as far as it could really go, you know, Uh, without making it about me. I remember my mom being like, I've, my therapist told me X, Y, Z, and she has this many kids and this is how old they are. And this is where they went to school. And I was like, mom, that's not a therapist. Like you're now doing therapy. So, (laughs) you know, coaching and soul sugar. And this actually goes hand in hand with my human design. I do my best work with people that I can be all in with. And that means that if I'm impacted in some significant way where it's like, I can't have this session with you today, right? 
I want to be able to say, because I'm having this experience and I'm still here for you and, you know, here's boundaries instead of very like cold and clinical and cut. It just feels very cut and dry. With this container, like you can have that ongoing back and forth conversation. I love when someone's like, oh my gosh, Safriana, like I just made this brand new mixtape. This is actually something with a coaching client. Like I just made this mixtape of some of my old favorite music and I, I went in and I used my DJ skills and I did this, this and this with it. And like they're pouring out their enthusiasm and I'm like, heck yeah, I'm going to go listen to this. And not only am I going to listen to this, but if given the opportunity, I'm going to promote this. Like I love working with people that I'm like, you are so freaking awesome. Let me blast your stuff out to everyone that I work with and everyone that I work with works with so that we can all see how awesome we are together versus when it's a therapy client. I'm like, man, this client has this incredible mission in the world and they are doing an incredible job. And I can see with my framework and my education that if they could just do that and they could network with this person and I could set them up here, man, they'd be, (laughs) you know, taken off running coaching, that is the difference, right? You're not bogged down. You have done some of your work already. This program's not for you if you've never had a day of therapy in your life or you've never been coached before or you're starting from ground zero. That's because that's not where I'm at. I think that we grow with our clients. And I had that experience as a therapist where I was growing with my clients and growing with my clients and growing with my clients. And then I, I outgrew the therapy space. Well, congratulations on your retirement. That's very exciting. Oh, it was crazy, though. Like, I was like, did I really? Did I really? Like, there was so much self-doubt. But then I saw there was this very interesting shift that happened where some people were like, oh, my gosh, Safriana's leaving as a therapist. That means I now have permission to hit my next level of Thrive. Like, that actually happened. People saw me saying... I cannot stay in in these boundaries anymore, right? Like the, you being cyber-stalked by that one client. Same thing when I was a teacher, right? Like you couldn't post anything on social media because heaven forbid a client or a kid or something, a parent sees something that you have posted and it's a smear campaign. No, like the truth of Safriana Luna is she's a wild weirdo freak and she loves to have pleasurable experiences in life and eat good food and travel and have this whole big life that is not just sitting behind a desk. And in breaking free, I showed other people, my clients that that was possible too. So it's like, this was an important part on many people's journey. And I'm excited that I get to say that. (laughs) So now you feel like you are living your true life's purpose. Yeah, to just be and love and do what is ours to do, right? And that's that's something that I I love helping people discover because we love to just pile all these societal expectations on ourselves. The expectations our parents had for us, you know, all of these quote-unquote dreams and goals that aren't even ours. They were just planted in us. I want to help people quickly weed out, right, what's not theirs so that they can focus and they can literally cross the bridge instead of standing on the other side, not even knowing 
what could be over there, right? I call it the the bridge between earth and heaven or heaven on earth, <laughs> because that's what it is. Your soul sugar and your seasons framework are kind of sort of the same or are they different? So the seasons framework, like I said, is something that I kind of had this framework in the background that was developing as I was a therapist, because we're, again, the I love acronyms. I'm such an acronym nerd. Living Luna, Luna stands for loving, unashamed, and nurturing authenticity. Like it's an acronym. So seasons is an acronym that really breaks down what I do as a practitioner. And that's going to be the same whether I'm a therapist or a coach. But as a coach, you can share your trauma with me. Yes, but I'm not going to let you spin in it for sessions and sessions while we're intricately like trying to unpack everything. Like, go get therapy. Therapy's great. I am just not there. That's not what I'm doing anymore. I'm going to help you laser focus and have a guide through this framework in Soul Sugar. So, Soul Sugar applies this framework, but it is a specific three month container. And again, the acronym is Stories, Energy, Aligned Actions, Your Season of Life ownership, needs, and self-care. So we make a plan and we study intricately together. Like you have somebody doing the homework with you in between sessions. is kind of what it boils down to. So that we, when you walk away from that three months, again, you have this blueprint on a level that you've never had before. And it's called Soul Sugar the program because we're getting to the sweetness of your life so that you don't have to you know, crave and strive for this sweet life anymore, but you're actually embodying what your unique sweet life looks like at a soul level. In your email to me, you mentioned that we need to be aware of the elements in our awareness to really thrive. What do you mean by that? The elements of awareness. Now I need to go peek at this email because, you know, sometimes I just, I I have these downloads and I'm like, I need to say this right now. It was a good one. It was, yeah. So (laughs) here we go. I am getting back in there. Yes. So I was telling you, I had this whirlwind transformation and then I said, what profound thing. So these elements of the season's framework, stories, Energy, aligned actions, season of life, ownership and needs, as well as your self-care. I'm going to give you just a little 101 on why each of these is so essential to really be able to thrive. So your stories, and I'll just use a really good example, a personal example. I'm too scattered to write. This is a thing that a negative story that plays in my head from time to time. I'm too scattered to write. And this comes from ADHD. It comes from, you know, me doing my things my own way and teachers critiquing me, parents, et cetera, et cetera. The stories are just stories. They're not facts. So unless you're aware of the stories that are playing out, you cannot write a new narrative. So I have to first identify the narrative. Oh, I'm playing this story that I'm too scattered. I'm too chaotic. I'm too all over the place to write, which is totally not true because I've published things and I am a writer and, you know, I'm a writer. That's the fact. But the story likes to come in and kind of lay on top. So we need to identify those major limiting stories. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to thrive. We need to get to know your energy. 
what is leaking your energy? What's causing a drain on you physically, emotionally, and spiritually? What boundaries do you need to have or life practices to actually protect your sacred energy? Could that be people? Absolutely. A lot of times it's people. A lot of, I mean, a lot of what I do, you know, as a therapist and as a coach has been relationship work. I specialize in working with people who are polyamorous. So there's a lot of complex relational dynamics in that. And yeah, there can be energy leaks in our schedule. We're blocking off time for a person that really is not great for us. Or, you know, we're trying to make ourselves too thin and scattered to actually go for our goals, like we need to see where the energy leaks are happening in order to actually break down what's going on there. And I actually do as a part of the Soul Sugar program, it's not just you you get this one-on-one coaching that we apply this season's framework, but you also get a blueprint breakthrough session at the beginning where we're going to get into things like your natural numbers. So that's actually your physical body vessel and how that informs your experience. We get into your energetic blueprint. We see any, you know, major, and I, again, cater this to your faith and your beliefs because we all deserve to have that individual perspective. We explore what your energy as a baseline could look like or you want it to look like in that breakthrough session. And then we're starting in the ongoing work together in the three-month container to really like get into those energy leaks. And then you have me there when you're like, oh my gosh, this boundary, like I'm so scared to say this to this person. And you have me on the other side being like, I will be here and I will be a hundred thousand percent on your team. And I will absolutely, you know, I'll call you out if I'm like, yeah, you could have said that a little bit better. I've had those moments with clients, right? Where I'm like, yeah, you could have said that a little bit better, but I'm proud of you for drawing the boundary. Nonetheless, how did it go? Let's talk about that. But yeah, there's a lot of boundaries that have to be drawn interpersonally. And I've studied nonviolent communication and a lot of other um, attachment-based communication modalities that definitely will help with that stuff (laughs) as we're navigating it. The next is the aligned actions. So again, I become your accountability buddy, or, you know, if you're just applying this framework for yourself, how are you keeping yourself accountable to taking aligned actions? Because if you are not taking aligned actions, it does not matter what you are dreaming up in your head. This is a missing element of manifestation. There's a lot of people that teach manifestation that are like, just think grateful thoughts. That is wonderful. And it will absolutely 100% improve your mood. And like, you will see life in a new way. But if you're not taking the aligned actions that match the thoughts you are working towards, it can't go anywhere. It's sort of the, the physical and spiritual component, right? So we need the the mindset to to be setting in, but we need routine aligned actions. You know, it's just like casting spells. You can't just cast a spell and sit back and just wait for something to happen. You also have to put the action into it. The power comes from all of it. I had a neighbor ask me a few months back, can you cast a spell so I can lose weight? I say it doesn't work that way. (laughs) (laughs) I wish it did because if I could wave a magic wand and everybody could pay me once and I could be rich and everyone else would be healed, (laughs) I'd so do it. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of funny though, but a lot of people do think that way. Absolutely. I mean, there's a there's a great pop song out right now. 
I just fired my therapist, I think is what it's called. And there's a line in it that says, basically, I just want a pill to fix my broken brain. And so the song is like, you know, I was trying to do this deeper work and this therapist is coaxing the shadow out of me and I just want a quick fix. And that's where so many of us are because society is so rapid fire now, right? You want to look something up, you grab your phone and you can have an answer in three seconds. And Amazon delivers today. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, yes. Amazon delivers like so quick. And yeah, so we want this instant gratification. I love that example of spell because I remember when I was trying to buy my first house, like I was doing spells routinely and I wanted to just, you know, I had my little gold candle and my little money and a, a fake check. And I was like writing the offer for the house and all. But I had to actually go look at the houses. I had to actually put offers. I had to actually get the home inspections, right? It would have been nice to literally do a spell and then sit there and lo and behold, a house comes to me. But that's literally not how things work. It's just not. So yes, aligned actions are so important. And the bottom line is that we are more likely to take aligned actions if we have at least one other person that's on our side saying, yes, this is an alignment. Yes, you are worthy of going for that. Yes. Like I'm here cheering you on. If we can just have one person like that, it makes a huge difference. So whether it is me or a therapist that you're fine working with once a week to twice a week that you don't need any accountability with uh, in between, or it's a friend that you have an exchange with. It needs to be someone that you feel energetically aligned with so that they can encourage you to take aligned actions and you feel like you want to also keep them doing their aligned actions, right? It's a, it's a give, give. And that's the beauty of, of, I think the coaching space is we get to like thrive together and cheer each other on and be excited for one another in a way that medical models don't currently allow for. So the next element is season of life. And as I was saying, not many of us consider this, especially going back to what we were just talking about, like Amazon delivers next day. And guess what? It'll probably deliver in a blizzard too. So we can pretty much get whatever we want whenever we want. We don't have this relationship with the seasons that we used to. Yet, we still hold temporal trauma or time-sensitive trauma. So I have worked with, I could not even tell you how many people that they would hit this time of year, whatever time of year it was, or even day of the week, and everything would fall apart for them. And as soon as we were able to have a conversation and start to map sort of their personal seasons of life, we would get to wow, yeah, summer is literally when shit hit the fan and your whole life fell apart 10 years ago. What still needs cleared out from that so that when you hit next summer, you're not having the same response. And that is absolutely something that we can process in therapy. It's also something we can process in energetic modalities. We can journal through it. Like There's so many ways to do this on your own, Um, but you need to find the powerful techniques and healthy patterns that allow you to flow with your natural seasons. And again, you're going to be impacted by your weather where you live, what daylight time looks like where you live. Do you have allergies that shift throughout the year? Do you have difficult memories that are tied to a particular season? Many people never ask this question. And 
please do, because it can be life altering. I remember one of my most profound things was realizing that as a child, I had experienced a repeat trauma on Saturdays. It was a repeat trauma pretty much every Saturday for probably two years of my life. And as an adult, literally a decade and a half later, every Saturday morning, I would wake up and pick a fight with my partner. No idea why I would just wake up on the wrong side of the bed and like crab away until I had this aha moment. Wait, what does Saturday represent to me? Oh, it represents this trauma. We need to clear that out, right? (laughs) So getting really clear and intentional with that is so important. So the next thing is ownership. And again, if you cannot own your actual impact on what you're doing, you're not going to get anywhere because we love to play the blame game. <laughs> you know, it's so-and-so's fault that I didn't get, and I, even if we just dive into relationships for a second, well, I wasn't successful at this because my husband told me I couldn't do it. Well, if your husband is telling you, you can't do things, you need a new husband because that's not a relationship. <laughs> and that's what coach me gets to say. Whereas therapist me could not. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't say that as a therapist. <laughs> but as a coach, I absolutely can. And that's where we can have faster transformation. If I can get, if I can just say you are self-sabotaging the hell out of yourself by making yourself small in this relationship. And I love you. And I see, and that's, that's not, I get to love, like openly love my coaching clients. I love you. And I see this pattern happening here. And if we don't get into that right away and you don't break that self-limiting cycle, you're not going to live the life of your dreams. That's just not going to happen. So we need to own where we, and I have done the recovering from codependency and we are always recovering from codependency and people pleasing like that's people pleasing is codependency. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Well, you know, with ownership, also, it comes with excuses. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. If we don't own ourselves, we are going to tell a whole lot more stories. Going back to that beginning of my framework, you're lost in stories if you are putting it out on everyone else. There's this great... um, Somebody in the Living Luna community, we share all kinds of like memes and inspirational things. And I loved this quote that was shared today because it so illustrates how we perceive things. So this is um, a Technot Han quote. A monk decides to meditate alone. Away from his monastery, he takes a boat to the middle of the lake, closes his eyes and begins to meditate. After a few hours of undisturbed silence, he suddenly feels the blow of another boat hitting his own. With his eyes still closed, he feels his anger build. And when he opens his eyes, he is ready to yell at the boatman who dared to disrupt his meditation. But when he opened his eyes, he saw that it was an empty boat, not anchored, floating in the middle of the lake. At that moment, the monk reaches self-realization and understands that anger is within him. It simply needs the hit of an external object to trigger it. After that, whenever he meets someone who irritates or provokes his anger, he remembers the other person is just an empty boat. Anger is inside me. And that, again, is Technot Han. That's ownership. 
is my emotions are my responsibility. So if I am in a relationship or I'm in a job or I'm in a role in my household or my family that is sapping my soul and I hate every moment of it, I need to own that I'm the one willing to sit there and keep receiving that over and over and over and over again from the environment around me. And I 100% accept, having been on this journey myself, that we will tell ourselves there's no other way. We will tell ourselves that, I, you know, I can't not be with my family. I can't not be in this relationship. I can't quit this job. I quit my job two months ago to, you know, to retire. And I have not figured out my life yet or had a, you know, steady financial stream come in yet or anything like that. But I sure as hell am figuring it out because I'm showing up for myself. That's ownership. (laughs) And do what you love and the money will follow. That is so true as well. It's like we energetically going back to energy in this framework, if our energy is constantly leaking because we're miserable, we cannot feel abundant. It wouldn't matter if we're making a million dollars a year, if we are doing something, making that million dollars a year, and we hate every freaking moment of it. Right. That's I'm, I know I'm going to be working with so many corporate people that are so tired of the way modern society is doing it because corporations don't own their stuff, right? And we need to re reform, reformat, reformulate. I don't know. We need to redo something or undo something, but we need to each take ownership for our own piece in that. And that is so important and goes into my last two keys in this framework, which are your needs and your self-care, because it doesn't matter if I'm working with you or you're doing shadow work in your life on your personal relationship, on your goals, on your career satisfaction, on your parenting. It doesn't matter what we're working on. If your needs are not actually being met inside yourself, you are not living the life of your values that you actually want to live. So you need to identify your values. You need to identify, you know, what is needed for your personal satisfaction, for you to feel truly content and seen and supported in a relationship. What job conditions do you need to feel like you're thriving and can live a life that's aligned with who you are and what you desire? And self-care is fundamental to everything because it starts, all of this starts, this whole season's framework is very much an Ouroboros here, like the, the circle eating the circle, the serpent eating the serpent's tail, because it starts with self-care. It starts with saying yes to yourself. It starts with saying, yes, I love myself enough to invest in myself, to get this coach, to enroll in therapy, to go on that retreat, to get that self-help book, to take the bath. I've worked with people who literally are like, I couldn't take a bath. I'd be away from my kids for 30 minutes. And it's not acceptable that I ask someone else to watch them for 30 minutes. Like stories, stories. <laughs> and we loop back in, right? So that is the framework. And I hope that, again, whether you were, end up working with me one-on-one or you go into 
therapy work or you're just like journaling for yourself, seriously, break these categories down. What stories are you telling yourself? Where are your energy leaks? Are you actually taking aligned actions? Are you being impacted by the season right now? What are you taking ownership and not taking ownership for? Who are you blaming, right? And what do you actually need in value? And how are you going to take care of yourself to meet all of those things? Because that's your job here on this planet is to take care of you. That's the, that's the key to everything. Basically, what you are helping the person do is to love themselves. Yeah. Yeah. If I, <laughs> that's a great, succinct way to put it. Like, at the end of the day, I learned to love myself. And it was the most important and life altering moment for me. And I, I talk about it in the chapter, which you can you can literally go to my YouTube and watch right now for free. I had a moment in the mirror when I made eye contact with myself and I had this sudden, I love you. And it was vulnerable. It was raw. It was very delicate. <laughs> it was the first time I'd ever felt it. So it was very delicate. And I knew this was, I was already a therapist by this point. I was, you know, had already retired from being a teacher because self-work never ends. But it was my first moment of truly fully loving myself. And I was like, people need to be held in the energy of possibility that we can do that and not be a raging asshole because society has taught us that if we love ourselves, we are a bitch. We are an asshole. We're self-centered. We're a narcissist. We have all these words floating around. There is a huge difference between self-love and narcissism. There's a huge difference between self-love and self-centeredness in a negative way. I love self-centered in a capital S self as in our higher self. We want to be self-centered. We want to be able to tune into a moment of Zen <laughs> any moment we need it. So that we can ride the storm long enough to process our emotions. We're not meant to not have our emotions. We're not meant to bypass, but we need to be able to stay in who we are and love of ourselves no matter what comes our way. That's when life starts to feel like, okay, I've got this. I just quit my job and I don't know what I'm going to do next, but I knew I loved myself enough to quit the job so that I would not... But you also feel really good about your decision. Even though you don't know where it's going, you feel very good yes. about yourself. There's been moments that I felt otherwise. But yeah, for the most part, I have felt 100% assured in it because I made the decision from self-love. At first, I made the decision when I decided I was leaving my practice. I made the decision from my clients and I tried to overgive. I tried to make it way too much about them. And that was more codependency showing up. And I was able to own that and go, wow, okay, I'm being codependent with my clients now because I'm making up these stories that I'm going to hurt them by retiring. But I gave them way advanced notice and I wrote them beautiful little uh, goodbye letters. Like I went above and beyond and that's what I do. And I can own that. I go above and beyond. But I knew I could not keep going above and beyond for as many people as I was, as consistently as I was, and still show up for myself. And that's, everyone has different energy levels. I just want everyone to be able to do what they love to do and be a person that they love, <laughs> be the person that they love, and 
live life with a little bit more joy and ease because none of us get out of this life unscathed. None of us get out of this life without trauma. We don't need to traumatize each other and we don't need to traumatize ourselves. We've got weather and death for that. I know you will attract the people that you can help. And some of them may be the listeners. How can they find you and your soul sugar and seasons? Easiest way is to just go to my website. My website is very simple. It is Safriana. That is my first name. S-A-F-R-I-A-N-N-A dot com. And you will get all, you will just immediately see my energy. You will see my picture. You will see all of the ways you can work with me, as well as invitations to be in our community. Again, we are always putting out, like, I want to be that person that you're like, someday it's my dream to work with Safriana. And you're maybe listening to my free content. You're listening to our podcast. You're watching the lives. You're coming to the free workshops. And because you learn to love yourself a little bit more down the line, you invest in yourself at a higher level and you can have a three-month coaching container. I have invested in myself time and time again, even though I used to be a person who thought I would never have the money to invest in myself or I would never get to a point where I could hire somebody to coach me one-on-one, right? So don't doubt yourself. Don't disbelieve that if your soul is screaming, oh my gosh, (laughs) like I need this. You can make it happen and you are welcome to be a part of the community and you can find all of that on my website. And you mentioned your podcast and your YouTube. So what are the names of those? Yeah. So our brand is Living Luna and the website is the only thing that's slightly different because it's livinglunas.com. So that's living as in living life, Luna as in the moon, L-U-N-A with an S, livinglunas.com. That has permalinks for our podcast. The podcast is called Living Luna. The YouTube is called Living Luna. And you can pretty well recognize our brand symbol now because we put it on everything. And it's a little hand and a moon. And the hand is uplifting a star because our whole brand is founded on uplifting the others. We really want people who have felt othered, like they are an outsider, like they're unacceptable or shameful or sinful or whatever, whatever awful message you've received to know that you are a hundred percent worthy of love and dignity as your full authentic self. And so if that sounds like you, you can find us and join our community. We mainly hang out on discord and you can find the discord on our website as well. Thank you, Safriana. Welcome back for another episode. (laughs) Thank you. I know I was, I had a lot more clarity this time on what the heck I'm putting out there in the world, but as always, it's an honor. And I just hope that me sharing my story and my perspective can impact just one person. And if so, I'm glad to be doing what I'm doing. I'm glad you're doing what you're doing and you love doing it. I do. (laughs) I want to keep doing it. Well, thank you for coming back. Thank you for joining us for Witch Casting with Theodora Pendragon. Have a burning question or have a topic you'd love Theodora and her guests to discuss on the show? Contact her through Instagram at Theodora Pendragon. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next one. And help us spread the word by leaving us a rating and review and sharing it with your friends. See you next time, and may your magic always shine.